Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Welcome to Inspiration and Transformation from the Banks of the Ganga with Sadvi Bhagwati Saraswati, an American sannyasi living at the Parmarth Nikitan Ashram in Rishikesh, India. Sadvi is president of the Divine Shakti Foundation, a charitable organization bringing education, vocational training, upliftment, and empowerment programs to women and children. Sadvi is also Secretary General of the Global Interfaith Wash Alliance and Director of the world-famous International Yoga Festival. Join the musings of an American sannyasi as Sadvi shares the wisdom and teachings of her guru, His Holiness, Pujya Swami Chidanand Saraswatiji. Welcome, everyone, to Inspiration and Transformation from the Holy Banks of the sacred Ganga River in the land of Rishikesh, India. The existence of God and believing in God and why, why should we believe in God? How do we, how do we even know that there is a God and why, why should we believe in God? The problem with this science and spirituality debate is that we actually try to look at them on the same terms. So we, we expect that spirituality should be able to fit into the framework of science. And we expect that you could sort of debate them or argue them on the same terms, in the same way. And you can't. Because they are, they're completely different ways of understanding the world. Neither, neither is better. I love science. I'm a science student. I, I love it. It excites me. I use science to understand and explain so much. The dilemma arises over the fact that science only has jurisdiction over things that science knows how to measure. So if it can be weighed, if it can be measured, if it has a volume, if it can be seen in a microscope or a telescope, if we can use our five senses to understand it, science is great. The problem arises when we say, just because it doesn't fall under the jurisdiction of science, it doesn't exist. And if we use those parameters, we actually sadly cut ourselves off, not just from spirituality, not just from God, but we actually cut ourselves off from things like love. Right? I mean, does love weigh anything? Can you show it to me? Can you know it with your five senses? 
But of course, love is something that most of us have much more of an experience with. And so very few people would say, well, love doesn't exist. Which is wonderful because the same argument that makes us know that love exists, even though it doesn't have a weight, it doesn't have a volume, it doesn't have an area, you can't measure it or see it under a microscope, allows the door to open, at least to the possibility. The existence of love, of course, does not prove the existence of God, but it at least opens the doorway to the fact that we are prepared to accept the existence of something that is outside the jurisdiction of science. For me, my faith in God, my belief in God, my awareness that God exists comes from two places. It actually comes from both science and spirituality. Spiritually, I've been blessed to experience God. But that's a separate subject. From a science perspective, if you've ever spent time in a science laboratory, which I have, what you know is when you are in a lab and you've got your Bunsen burner and you've got your beaker and you've got all the things that you're going to put in your crucible, we're going to create something depending on what level of science class you are, you create different types of things. But nonetheless, you've always got your Bunsen burner and your crucible or your beaker and your things that you're going to put in. The majority of the time that we go to create something, it doesn't work. You end up with nothing. You end up with bad smells. You end up sometime with some smoke. But even knowing what we're going to create, very frequently it doesn't happen. Look around any science lab and you're going to see a lot of perplexed students saying, but I followed all the instructions. Why is nothing happening? And I mention this because if you take a botanist, an expert on plants, Take the most brilliant botanist in the world. Give yourself a Nobel Prize winning botanist. The, the most, the genius botanist. They could tell you. You could hand them a leaf and you could say, tell me what is in this leaf. And that botanist could tell you how much oxygen, how much carbon, how much nitrogen, how much hydrogen. Could tell you everything. And could even tell you and even demonstrate to you with styrofoam balls and sticks and things like that, how the molecules of oxygen, of carbon, of nitrogen, of hydrogen, how they're actually bonded together. It's this type of bond instead of that type of bond. They could tell you everything. Nonetheless, with thousands of years of what you could call spiritual science, good few hundred years of actual hardcore, what we would call modern science, the petri dish type of science. We know everything there is to know about a leaf, for example. 
or a mosquito. Take, taking low levels of life, low forms of life. We still can't create one in a petri dish. Even though we know exactly what it's made of, we can't create one. You cannot create life in a petri dish. The very best that after all of these years of modern science, after having all of the tools, all of the knowledge, the very best that we've been able to do so far is an occasional successful cloning. So the best we can do is take a Xerox copy of something that already exists. But you cannot create life. To me, that is the proof, to me as a scientist, of the existence of a, and I don't care if we use the word God, it doesn't matter, call it a capital P planner, call it a capital K knower, call it a capital S scientist, call it whatever you want to call it. As long as we agree on the fact that it is a a being, an energy, a wisdom, again, whatever we want to call it, who understands, who knows more than our best botanists and our best laboratory science technicians. Because someone, something, has created life. And after billions of years of existence, hundreds of years of very good modern science, learning everything there is to know about existence, we still can't create. And so therefore, to me as a scientist, the idea that it actually happened absolutely randomly, and that in all of our brilliance, we cannot recreate that which happened randomly, with knowing everything we know, it doesn't make sense. Unless you accept the fact that it actually wasn't quite so random, that actually there was a being, an energy, again, however we want to conceive of that, what for me was always a capital P planner. Before I had the spiritual experience of God, I always, I, people would say, do you believe in God? And I would always say, not really, in terms of any religion. I was not religious. But I always would say, but I, I know there's a plan. Like, I've spent enough time in a science laboratory to know that this is not just random. Life did not just suddenly, out of the blue, things hitting each other, suddenly, boom, randomly life. So I know there's a plan, which to me means there must be someone, something, that's made the plan. That does not, of course, negate the system of evolution that took that and has brought us to where we are today. That's the other problem that we get into, is people think that it's God or Darwin. Of course it's not. What Darwin did, what Newton did, what's all of our scientists are doing 
is studying this incredible creation and helping us to understand it better, saying this is why this happens. Ah, the apple fell on my head. Okay, let's call that gravity. Oh, okay, so we have this thing called natural called evolution let's call it let's call it natural selection okay it's not instead of god any more than the word gravity is instead of god these are just terms that are used to explain aspects of this incredibly perfect plan design that has been given to us by a capital P planner, a capital D designer. And one scientist understands this part and another scientist understands that part and another scientist understands this part and they'll give us different names and different ways of understanding it. But none of that negates the fact that he, she, it, they that created it put all of these plans, all of these designs, all of these forces into action. And so that's a very important thing to understand is you don't have to throw away science to believe in God. Of course not. Science makes us, makes me, appreciate God even more. The more I understand science, the more I think, oh my God, how did you figure that out? How did you plan for that? How brilliant. Years and years and years of study, I can barely understand it, and you just created it. How amazing. How beautiful. So, so there's no, no necessity to say science or God. Of course not. Science is the study of the incredibly perfect creation that has been given to us by an incredibly perfect creator. The only piece that to me is crucial is to realize that that which set it into motion could not possibly have been random. And we know it couldn't have been random because billions of years after this theoretical randomness, Hundreds of years after studying it all over the world with the best technology, we still can't recreate it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere wear with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we can't create an amoeba cannot manufacture life 
something gave that spark of life. And then the rest has happened as our science classes have explained it. As part of this incredibly divine, perfect plan. You're listening to OTRFM, part of the IOM radio network. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single... Circle of Hearts Radio is a sanctuary on the airwaves. Join me, Grandmother Elia, in the circle on Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, as I share information to both enlighten and nourish your soul. Hi, this is Christina Ricci with Rain. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1-800-656-HOPE, that's H-O-P-E, or visit RAIN.org, that's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. Welcome back to Inspiration and Transformation. I'm so glad to have you all back here with me. What is so wrong about expectations? Why shouldn't we have them? Like expecting any rewards or expecting anything else in life. What is wrong with them? Pujaswamiji always says, expectation is the mother of frustration. Why? Well, first of all, here's what's important to realize. The expectation itself is not the problem. The problem is the attachment to them happening. The misery that we experience when they don't. So some expectations are essential to life. I always say, you know, we have to expect that this roof is not going to fall on us while we sit here. Otherwise, we would not sit here. If we didn't have an expectation that the architect, the contractor, the builders, the people who built this room knew what they were doing, we wouldn't sit here. We have to have an expectation when we get into our cars and go out on the road that all of the other drivers are going to follow the same driving rules that we are. We have to expect that the pilot is not drunk or on drugs or suicidal when we get on an airplane. Otherwise, we would never get on. We have to expect when we go to sleep every night that when we wake up in the morning, our loved ones will still be there. Our house will still be there. Otherwise, it would be very difficult to go to sleep at night. So expectations are actually essential on some level. But the reason, as Pooja Swamiji says, they are the mother of frustration, is we don't just have an expectation, we actually have an attachment to it happening. And when it doesn't happen, we are 
miserable, frustrated, exactly. So I have an expectation, as the question said, that I've done a job and I should get a reward. You asked me to do something, or maybe you didn't even ask me to do it. Maybe I did it up and up. Nonetheless, I did it well. There should be some kind of reward, whether it's a pay raise, whether it's a bonus, whether it's just a thank you, whether it's just an acknowledgement. We all have that. Having the expectation, not a problem. The problem is when it doesn't come, when I do that great job, I don't get a pay raise, I don't get a promotion, I don't get a bonus, and my boss acts like I haven't even done it, or even worse, somebody else gets the credit for it. Not even an acknowledgement, not a thank you, or I do it for a friend, I do it for a colleague, I do it for a family member. I go out of my way. Not even an acknowledgement. It hurts. And this is, this is the stuff that causes us to suffer in life. You don't even appreciate it. You don't do anything for me. This is, this is the suffering that our lives are ruined by. And this is why Pooja Swamiji says that, that it's the mother of frustration. The only way around this is to realize that that which we do shouldn't be done for what we're going to get back from it. It should be done as its own reward. So if I'm doing something nice for you, there's really basically three reasons we do nice things in the world in Broadway. Number one, because I love you. So I'm going to do something for you that I might not otherwise do because I love you. Number two, because you're going to pay me for it. Take it's my job. We don't all necessarily love our bosses, but we do it because we know, I have to put food on the table, to cello, I'm going to do it. The third reason is just in general because it's a good thing to do. Maybe it's service project, something to help others. Okay, I may not know them and love them. I may not be paid for it, but I know it's the right thing to do. Those are the three reasons that we do things. Now let's just take them each individually. Number one, I do it because I love you. Parents to children, children to parents, spouses, siblings, whatever it may be. Even friends. Love, as we speak and hear so frequently, is its own reward. Love should never be a bargaining chip. It should never be, I love you, so I did that, therefore you have to love me back. Or even, therefore, you have to be nice to me. 
We see this in families so frequently. I do everything. Don't even get an acknowledgement. Don't get any appreciation. Love to both door kibate. If we're doing it out of love, love for that being, and again, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a parent, a child, a sibling, a friend, it doesn't matter. The experience of loving someone is actually its own reward. Because love, love is our true nature. Love is who we are. And so when I act out of love, I'm actually expressing the truth of who I am. So when I do something for you out of love, I'm, I'm moving from the place in me that is the deepest, the truest, the most real. I love you. Yeah, of course I want you to love me back. Of course I want you to be nice to me. Of course I want you to acknowledge it. But that's a separate issue. The core point is just, I love you. And so I'm doing this out of love because I love you, period. Full stop. That love is its own reward. The experience of that love, of doing something out of love, should be its own reward. Because in that moment of loving you, I'm in touch with the part of me that is love. I'm giving voice to love in me. And that's beautiful. Love is who we are. So keep doing things for people out of love. And if in the back of your mind there's an expectation that they should be nice to you, they should love you back, they should, that's okay. But just be aware that when they don't fulfill that expectation, don't allow yourself to get frustrated. Don't have an attachment to the fulfillment of that expectation. Because then you lose. Then you lose the benefit of that love. Then you've allowed your love to be cheapened a bargaining chip. And it's not cheap. Love is very kimti. Love is very precious. Hold it and love it as that precious aspect of you. So do things out of love as its own reward. Have no attachment to samne wale kya karega, kya kahega. Have no expectation of that. Or at least no attachment to that. Because in acting out of love, you are acting from your heart. And that heart is the right place to act from. Second, I do it because it's my job. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Again, yes, I have an expectation that my boss will notice it, that, that I will get rewarded in some way, that it will be acknowledged that my colleagues won't steal the credit for it or hate me for doing something good that the boss likes. But remember, ultimately in that case, the reason I'm doing it is simply to fulfill my duty. 
My duty is not to be rewarded. My duty is not to be appreciated. My duty is not to get the bonus or the raise. My duty is simply to fulfill my duty. That's all it is. Whether the work itself is my duty, which in some cases it is, or whether my duty is that which I do through the money that comes in. In some cases, actually the work is my duty. In some cases, the duty is simply to feed my family, to send my kids to school. Tika. Get a bonus, don't get a bonus, get appreciated, don't get appreciated, get rewarded, don't get rewarded. Either way, my duty is being fulfilled. My duty is not that you should like me, that you should appreciate me. My duty is simply to do this work. So I do it. No expectation, no attachment. Third situation. I do it because it's the right thing to do. Well, that, like our first situation with love, is its own reward. In that case, I'm doing it because I am fulfilling my dharma. Our dharma here on earth is what we are here to do. And in a lot of cases, Doing something that is right, that's fulfilling our dharma. So again, it's not about being appreciated. It's not about getting rewarded in some way. It's simply about fulfilling my dharma. Let that be the reward. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not about what am I going to get. It's about I'm here. To fulfill my dharma. You appreciate me for it. You love me for it. You reward me for it. You ignore me for it. Either way, doesn't matter. It's like that story that I always tell that's Puja Swamiji's favorite story of the saint and the scorpion. Where the saint is bathing. He goes to try to save the scorpion who's drowning. The scorpion stings him flings his hand, scorpion falls back in the water, right? He does this many times, keeps trying to save the scorpion. Each time the scorpion stings him, each time he flings his hand. Finally, somebody sitting on the 
Banks of the river watching says, Baba, Choroshko. Mardaido. He's just going to keep stinging you. Let him die. And the saint says, He's stinging me. Because that is the dharma of the scorpion. It is my dharma to save. If he's not leaving his dharma, why I should leave mine? So in that case, it's not even about whether I'm successful in getting him on the edge of the river. I'm certainly not getting appreciated for it. In fact, I'm getting stung for it. And he's stinging me. But that is my dharma to save. Nobody ever said, in the Bhagavad Gita, when Lord Krishna reminds us over and over again, perform your duty. He never says anywhere, and I promise it will be a blast. I promise you're going to love every minute of it. I promise everybody's going to appreciate you. I promise people are going to applaud for you wherever you go. I promise people will love you. He didn't say any of that. All he said was, and I promise that through that, you will attain moksha. You will attain freedom. That through that, through performing your duties, surrendering to me, with no attachment to the fruits of it, no attachment to do I get rewarded, do I get appreciated, do they love me back, that through that, you will attain what you were put on earth to attain. This is OTRFM, part of the IOM radio network. OM Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Baldwin with people for the ethical treatment of animals. I grew up loving circuses and other traveling animal shows, but it never occurred to me what life might be like for the animals. Training wild animals to do things they don't understand takes force. Routine discipline with a hook or whip with the heel of a boot shows the animal exactly who's the boss. Don't patronize animal acts. Please contact people for the ethical treatment of animals. 757-622-PETA Welcome back. This is Sadvi Bhagavati Saraswati with inspiration and transformation. How to deal with the conflict between the career 
And? By natural instincts and interests, you mean spirituality or you mean things like golf? Okay, okay. Hobbies. Hobbies. Okay. But that's okay. And here's, here's what's interesting. Themes come up over and over again. If you go back and you look at the last years of satsang videos, they've been recording these for years you'll find God knows how many dozens of times that we talk about karma. Dozens of times that we talk about anger. Dozens of times that we talk about expectations. I mean, there there are recurring themes. But interestingly, each time it's slightly different. Because each time the energy is different. Each time the person who asks it is different. Each time that, that intersection of time and space and who's here is different. And interestingly, the answer for her, who asked it yesterday about her passion for art and her career of being our next defense minister, is actually different from him who's asking about balancing the career, balancing hobbies, balancing spirituality. They sound like the same, but the situations that each of them has come into this room with is different. When you look at a career and hobby balance, so my career is over here and my hobbies are over here. Whether it's art, whether it's linguistics, as you say. I mean, so many different hobbies we have or interests we have. That balance is going to be literally simply a logistic balance. That's not a balance that I can tell you how to do. It's going to have to include, of course, I can give you things to think about. And then we're going to come to the spiritual piece of the balance. Many times we think that I don't have time for my hobbies, I don't have time for my interests because I have to spend so much time at my job. Now there's no right answer here, but it's for you to ask yourself, how much money do I really need? How important is the extra car Is the bigger house, or is it more important to have time to read and write poetry? Could I take a job that didn't require me to work 100-hour work weeks, that didn't require me to be away from my family a week a month, but that paid a bit less? such that I had more time for all of these hobbies, more time for my interests, more time for my family. 
And that's a decision that you're going to have to make because that decision is rooted in what your, your values are, your goals are, your priorities are. And there isn't, there isn't a right answer to that. But I certainly would suggest some deep thinking because our lives get away from us. And in retrospect, we look back and we say, oh my God, I had no time for my family. Oh my God, I had no time to create art. Look, I accumulated all this money. Half of it I've paid to these doctors to try to buy me some more months of life, but it doesn't work. It's like that beautiful saying, if we give our health to get the money and then we try to use the money to buy back the health. That's, that's a balance that you're going to have to come up with. But it isn't actually very difficult. We create unnecessary complexity where it really isn't complex. That's the ego that comes in that says, oh, but I want the bigger house. Oh, but I want the bigger car. Oh, but what's the neighbors going to say? Oh, but I want to be the richest guy on the block. That's not complexity, that's ego. Not good, not bad, not wrong, not right, but let's just call it what it is. If we're able to think outside the ego, things become much more simple. Then we realize, oh wait, I don't actually need so much money. I actually really enjoy having some time to walk in the park. I enjoy having some time to write poetry. I enjoy having some time to paint. I enjoy having some time to study linguistics or whatever my other interests and hobbies may be. I don't need so much money. But then when Samnevala buys a new house or a new car, you have to be very careful that the mind does not say to you, that's not fair. Why him, not me? that you don't have resentment and jealousy in comparison, that you understand I have consciously made a different decision. And that's a choice you make. And it's a choice we make every day. Every day you can change your choice. Oh, up until today I've been having money as my highest goal. Wait, I'm, I'm done. You can also go the other way. Oh, wait, I've decided. Being the richest guy on the block is the most important thing to me. Okay. That's what free will is. Use it however you want. But make sure to think deeply. Introspect, contemplate. What is it really that fills you deeply inside? That fulfills you? Is it the money? Is it the bonus at work? Is it the raise? Is it the promotion? Or is it these other things? And if it's these other things, make sure you make time for them. And yeah, you may have less money. That's okay. I have yet to hear anyone on their deathbed say that their life was fulfilling because they made a lot of money. So you've got to figure that balance out. Spirituality is actually something that you shouldn't have to figure out how to balance because spirituality is who you are, not what you do. And so you should be able to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace. And if you can't, 
then either you've got the wrong job, you've got a job that absolutely prevents you from being spiritual in it, which means that you must find a new job, a job that violates every one of your spiritual precepts, find a new job. Or it means that your spiritual awareness is not deep enough to understand how to bring it into the workplace. So for example, can you see God or try to see God in the people you work with? Well, when God tells us I exist in all, can you try to see that? When we know Vasudev Kutumbakam, the world is a family. Can you live like that in your workplace? Amongst colleagues? Amongst other businesses? Can you bring spirituality into business like that? There's all kinds of ways to do it. But don't relegate your spiritual practice to just the amount of time that you're able to find to sit at your mandir every day. Because whether... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's 10 minutes or two hours. Either way, even if you say, Chalo, take me do gante vetunga. I'm going to work less. I'll go in late. No problem. I'll get up early. But, but even so, if it's only two hours, that still gives you 22 hours a day that are not your spiritual practice. That's not the way to live. So have your, what Pooja Swamiji calls, your charging your batteries time. But then let that become so much who you are that it moves into your workplace. That wherever you go, whoever you're interacting with, can you bring those spiritual teachings? Whether it's our teachings of yoga, ahimsa, satya, asteya, apigraha, right? All of these, the yam, the niyam, and all of these precepts, these are not just things to memorize and you know, recite when we're on our yoga mats. These are, these are the ways to live. When we're told, have compassion, have love, it doesn't just mean when you meditate. It means for all of the creation, and it means for you. That's the piece we tend to forget also. Have compassion, have love, see the divine in all, and in you. You are also part of that creation. It's not just, can I see God in my coworker? It's, can I also see God in me? And then a step deeper, can the divine in me see the divine in them? That's what, when we say namaste, literally, I am bowing to myself in you, my capital S self, the divine in me bowing to the divine in you. 
this is what we're doing. Can I really, when I do namaste, can I connect with that divine in me and bow to the divine in you? So that should be with you throughout wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Spirituality should be something that, it should be the thread that weaves through every aspect of our life. Not a hobby. This is OTRFM, part of the IOM Radio Network. OM Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Baldwin with People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. I grew up loving circuses and other traveling animal shows, but it never occurred to me what life might be like for the animals. Training wild animals to do things they don't understand takes force. Routine discipline with a hook or whip with the heel of a boot shows the animal exactly who's the boss. Don't patronize animal acts. Please contact People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. 757-622-PETA. Welcome back. This is Sadvi Bhagavati Saraswati with inspiration and transformation. Our thoughts come from lots of different places. One place that our thoughts come are what we call our sanskaras, which is our patterning. So if you're raised in a certain type of family with certain types of values and ethics or certain culture, you're going to think about those things. You're going to think in that way. It comes from more recent things. You were just seeing something on TV or you just watched a movie about something. If it impacted you, maybe you'll think about it in the car home or you'll think about it as you're going to sleep that night. Maybe you'll even dream about it. So you'll start to think about that. Somebody tells you something, you start thinking about that. But our thoughts also come from chemicals that are in our bodies. This is why it's so important to eat sattvic food. Food that is balanced, food that is light, as we say, not light like, um, not light as in a salad is light, but light as in of light rather than of darkness. That's what sattvic food is. And so we eat vegetarian, we eat simple, we eat food that is in alignment with a peaceful way of being. You don't eat food that's old, food that's stale, you don't eat food that's too spicy, you don't eat things that are going to pull the insides around. 
So that's one way of chemicals. But another way of chemicals is also just our hormones. How old are you? 16. 16, okay. Now, up until not very long ago, and if you look at the evolution of humans, if you look at how long that evolution has happened, how long it has taken us to change and evolve and adapt, it happens very slowly. Evolution happens very, very, very slowly. Your, a lot of your body, a lot of the physical parts of your body have no idea that you're living in a world now in which you're going to go to college and you're going to go to graduate school and you're going to become the defense, defense minister of India and chances are you're not going to die at 40, you know, of some epidemic, but chances are you're going to live to, you know, over 80, 90, even 100. Our human longevity and our cultural civilization has changed much faster than our physical bodies have in terms of a lot of what? Flows in our, flows in our bodies in terms of hormones. And I mentioned this because your body is being flooded with hormones that have no idea what you've got planned for your life. Those hormones have one thing and one thing in mind only, which is <clears throat> the propagation of the species. Okay? The only way the species is going to propagate is you will make babies. Okay? That's how species keep going. Those chemicals in your body have one agenda and one agenda only. Babies. Because that's the only way that the human race continues. Now, unfortunately, you cannot negotiate with them. You cannot say, We have a lot of time. We've got 15 years easily. No rush. The hormones don't, they don't negotiate. All those hormones know is that not very long ago, chances are you were going to die around 40-ish. Chances are that a lot of your babies were going to die. That in order to have, you know, one or two living babies, you were going to have to give birth eight, nine, ten times. Well, if you're dying at 40, that doesn't give you a lot of years. Better start soon. That's what these chemicals in your body, that's all they know. Babies, 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 babies. And I mention this because when we are teenagers, when we are young, our bodies are being flooded suddenly out of the blue. One minute we were kids, books and art and games and sports, and the next minute suddenly there is this, these chemicals in our body. And suddenly our bodies are saying, babies, 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 babies. And so the girls are like, oh, boys. And the boys are like, oh, girls. Now, and then our parents and our, our sanskaras are saying, don't look, sit down, study. And we know that that's the right thing to do, but our bodies are still saying, babies, 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 babies. And this creates a lot of tension. Nothing to feel bad about. This is how your body is working. 
But it's important to understand that's not what you're feeling, like the truth of who you are. That's what these chemicals in your body that still think that you have to give birth 10 times between now and when you're 40, that's what they think. So you just need to make sure that you don't put them in the driver's seat of your life. Okay? Don't hate them. Don't let them drive you crazy. Realize that ultimately they are just there trying to keep the species afloat and that, you know, we need babies and otherwise we're all going to just go extinct. But that's their only agenda, is humanity should not go extinct. So you can appreciate them, but just don't give them the steering wheel of your life. Okay? Tell them to sit in the back. Here's your game. I'm not going to let you drive this vehicle because I know my agenda is not 10 babies between now and when I'm 40. I've got a totally different agenda, totally different life path I'm walking. But don't feel badly about it is the point. Don't allow it to make you feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you. It means your body is functioning perfectly. And one of the parts of the package deal of a perfectly functioning body is that you've got these chemicals in your bloodstream that we call hormones. And they come in our brain, and they, it's a long thing, I won't go into the science of it here, but they impact us, and suddenly they make us think in ways that we never thought. But don't worry about it. Just keep your mind focused. This brings to a close this hour of inspiration and transformation. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad to be together with you all each week. And I look forward to being together again next Thursday, same time on Ohm Times Radio. Thank you.